Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, and I am thrilled to welcome back another guest today, a new guest in our community. Today, we're welcoming Dr. Anil Chaco. Anil, thanks for being here. We are thrilled to have you. Well, thank you very much, Elaine. I appreciate the opportunity. So let me tell you a little about Dr. Chaco. He's a clinical psychologist and does a lot of research in his work. His research focuses on developing and evaluating therapies for kids with behavioral problems. That means kids with ADHD, but a lot of other complex challenges, disruptive behavior disorders, youth at risk, those kinds of of challenging situations as well. He does work with in lab settings, community settings, and we encountered him and, and discovered him through some, some work we were doing where we reached out, were recommended to reach, reach out to him on some research we were looking at. So at this point, I know that you've had a, a long and, and successful career for a young man and are currently working at the Steinhardt School of Culture, Education, and Human Development at New York University. So you're in the Department of Applied Psychology, is that correct? Uh, That is correct. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about treating the whole child when raising kids with ADHD. And, And so I'm really thrilled to welcome you to have a conversation that goes beyond the the sort of narrow potentials of the medical model to look at what do parents need to understand when they're looking at the big picture long term of raising these complex kids. So welcome and let's let's see what what you have to share. Sure. Well, again, thanks, Elaine, for the the opportunity. Um, as you mentioned, you know, my work is focused on therapy for kids with behavioral challenges, including ADHD. And I run a lot of research studies evaluating different kinds of parenting interventions. And, you know, I focus on parenting because I think, and I think this, this is very much true, parents are the most consistent individual in a child's life. Mm-hmm. Um, Peers will come and go, uh, teachers will come and go, but parents are there to stay for your entire life, really, not just childhood. Ideally. So parents have a, <laughs> I, ideally, yes. Right. Uh, parents have a unique uh, position in a person's life, um, and it doesn't really end when, uh, you know, your child, quote unquote, becomes an adult. 
so parents are proximal and they're really important. Um, and so, you know, there's a there's the other piece of it is as a parent raising a child or multiple children, you know, especially when we have children who have some acute behavioral challenges like ADHD or oppositional problems or aggression, day-to-day life can be very difficult and it's challenging and it requires a lot of management and coordination and stress and all the things that come with parenting, but just amplified. And uh, the real challenge is not to get uh, really caught up, although it's very important not to dismiss the day-to-day challenges, not to get so caught up that one forgets about how do we help support children so they are really whole and complete as adults. Um, And that goes well beyond just how do I get my kid to do their chores or their homework or getting out the door? Those are, again, very important. But there are bigger goals that are important for kids. And so, uh, unfortunately, you know, the parenting literature for ADHD really focuses on the acute short-term benefits of particular parenting approaches on improving some of these short-term outcomes like you know, getting things done, compliance, mm-hmm. and um, being able to get homework done in a, in a timely manner and causing, you know, less stress in the house and all those other important things. But, you know, there's a but lot less central. discussion. Yeah. Those are absolutely important. I mean, if you have a house where, you know, kids aren't doing things and doing things that are really important in terms of developing skills, uh, academically, socially, behaviorally, they're going to have challenges long term. But at the same time, the flip side of it is, you know, at one, at some point, kids are going to leave the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say at some point, uh, that's, that's a relative term, did, but right? at some point, they, they will likely leave the house. And I think what uh, any parent would agree to is that they would consider themselves successful if, as parents if their children grow up to be adults who are fully engaged in life and uh, find their own niche and are persisting in, in, in the uh, important things in life, whether it be mm-hmm. in occupations and relationships and anything else. And that's more than what we teach in uh, these uh, parenting interventions. Um, mm-hmm. That's really an important point of, I think, if there's anything to share with parents, you, you, know, you, you can find a lot of information out there on the web through uh, the CDC, NIH, other places around what are really effective short-term parenting interventions. But if you take a step back, it's more than that. Raising a child with ADHD requires not just all that effort in the uh, in the here and now, but probably even as much effort thinking about where you want them to go long-term. Right. I love what you're pointing to because it's so so integral to the work that we do at Impact ADHD is that You know, the reward charts and the token economies, those systems are not an end in and of themselves. The point is for them to be a means to a larger end, which is self-determination, self-management. And I think in the ADHD realm, that, that often gets lost, that there's not that bigger picture too often. Right. So ultimately, again, because research really focuses on very oftentimes very discrete uh, behaviors or outcomes that are easily operationalized or another word meaning easily seen and observed, you know, it's much easier to talk about or, or understand compliance or following through with commands than it is on determining whether a child's ability to persist right, which is a really mm-hmm. important thing in life, that's a much harder to, to measure <laughs> right, and that harder really to change. Chapter, 
Right. Right. So, so yes, it is the the extent to which um, parents are mindful that that the bigger picture here is equally, if not more important than the short day to day kinds of uh, issues that parents uh, face with their children. That's really important. Um, otherwise, you're going to be working really hard on all the small little things on a day to day basis. And at the end of this journey, you'll wonder where you've actually taken your child if you don't have a plan moving forward. Um, that's where, um, you know, a map of where you're going to go and, and some idea of how you're going to get there is just as important as what you're going to do on your day to day activity list. So, so many things come up for me as you're saying this. One is that, you know, I've, I've been working on, you know, the, the feedback I've been getting on some, some writing work that I've been trying to do is, you know, is everybody's looking for very narrow topics. And what you're talking about is, is more general. And, and I agree with you, critically important, and yet it feels intangible to people. Um, how do you help? Right. What's the value? You had mentioned earlier sort of getting to know people with their values and principles. So what's the value to a family of taking this approach? So the value ultimately, I think, in taking a long-term approach, if that's the question that you're, you're asking, Elaine, mm-hmm. is ultimately... I always take the perspective that, and this is that there's a lot of literature on this, and Stephen Covey has written quite a bit about this. But you know, one important habit that we have to create in children is understanding what their values and priorities are, because that dictates essentially what where you're going to put your effort and what you're going to prioritize on a day-to-day basis. Oftentimes, what we do with kids, and this happens not only just in and families of kids who are having some challenges, but families in general, I think this is probably a real challenge uh, for families nowadays, maybe more so than when I was growing up, is that kids are overly involved in so many different things. And mm-hmm. and one has to, the, the, the driving question is, what is the underlying principle or value? What is it you're trying to teach through that activity? What principle are you trying to convey to your child through a particular activity versus placing value on the activity itself, right? So, you know, there are a lot of different ways of teaching kids character, a lot of different ways of teaching kids the importance of persistence and determination. There are different activities that can focus a child on those things, but if you're focused on an activity that doesn't have an underlying principle or value that you believe in, what's the point in the activity itself? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's really important, I think, especially for families who are feeling stretched in terms of time, in terms of, you know, energy to have priorities. What are the things you really want to teach in your kids? How do you, what are the activities that convey those principles and those values? Scheduling those things in during the week is really important because you're spending the, your you're spending the limited time you have doing the right things for yourself. That's just not for parents and, and parenting their children, but also for parents themselves. Mm-hmm. We often tend to be very busy doing X, Y, and Z, and often people say, you know, you, it's better to schedule your priorities than schedule your activities, which is a, you know, a seven habits sort of uh, Stephen Covey saying. I believe that's, that is absolutely true. If you're running around doing a bunch of activities without understanding, you know, your priorities and 
and and not scheduling priorities first, you're you're spending a lot of time doing things that might have ultimately no real value for you, mm-hmm. you as a parent, you as an adult, uh, and or your child. Well, and and so many pieces come up for me around this because because when you're dealing with complex kids, part of our job as parents is to teach them the process of decision making and to engage them in practicing the process of decision making. And what you're really saying is is become conscious about the decisions you're making and make sure that those decisions reflect your interest and your values and your motivations, which again is another essential component that these complex kids need to learn because they are right. only going to do what they're motivated to do, really. Right. 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 Absolutely. I mean, so these likely much more challenging for kids who have complex mental health concerns to be able to think about, hey, where do I want to be when I'm X age? Right? It's hard for any kid. It's harder for children who may be very motivated by short-term reinforcement. And, you know, I want that now. I want this now. I want to do that now because it's tangible. It's meaningful right here and now. And sometimes, and not sometimes, but oftentimes, the things that take a lot of work and effort, they're not nearly as rewarding in the present, but mm-hmm. they are important long-term, right? And those are the things that are hard for kids to appreciate, all kids to appreciate, but especially kids who are having some uh, challenges in this sort of the day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, an, it is an, a, a critical role for parents to play is to, to step back and say, this, you know, this is a you know, this is a half-baked human being. Mm-hmm. He's not going to fully understand what to do. It's my role as an adult who has some perspective to step back and say, hey, this is where your energy should be because ultimately these kinds of values are going to lead you to have a meaningful life versus these set of values. And, you know, I think it's it's impossible for a child to fully understand that. That's why, again, that's why parents are so important in all this. Right. Well, and it's it's so difficult for kids with, with- challenges with executive function who don't who have think in terms of now and not now to think in terms of the future that can be difficult so again modeling for it bringing them into that conversation can be very powerful Um, you're reminding me of an exercise that we teach in a in a program we teach called sanity school where we um, we actually ask parents to sort of think to go move forward and look back and, and think about what do you want your family life to have been together? What what do you want your kids to remember in their childhood with their family as a way to begin to get clear on what your priorities are? Um, Because sometimes it's very hard to sit down and think about your priorities, but but there's some exercises you can help you structure that. Yeah, that reminds me of, it's written in a lot of places, but David, the most recent book I read by David Brooks talks about, you know, the uh, your CV versus your eulogy. Um, so we, you know, part of it being an academic is we have a CV and it has to be pretty substantial, right? But right. is the CV really what is meaningful? It's really the things that people say to you, say about you when you're, you're long gone. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, you want to build toward um, living a life where your eulogy will be what you want it to be, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's sort of working backwards, you know, right. starting from the keeping the end in mind and working backwards. And that's true for families. Uh, you know, my wife and I often say, you know, the boys are at this age, at the end of this particular age, what do we want them to say about us as parents? Mm-hmm. What do exactly. they want? What do we want them to say about our family? And those are our values and principles. And all the other activities, whether they like one sport or another sport or no sports is somewhat, you know, not somewhat, it's just not as important as 
the values and principles that you want your kids to be able to say about you as a parent or as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very similar to what, yeah, yeah, it's very similar to what the exercise that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, very, very powerful. So we only have a few minutes left, believe it or not. So I want to take a step back and, and let people know how they can find more information and more wisdom from you. Because you are in an academic setting, I'm going to give people a long email address to find more resources, but then promise you that it will be, we will have a direct link to it in your bio. <laughs> so that should Great. make it a lot easier. Um, yes. So I think we're going to direct people to the Families and Children's Experiencing Success Faces Lab, which is part of the, the NYU resources. Is that correct? That is right. That's correct. And so the website is going to be difficult. It's steinhart.nyu.edu slash AP Psych slash Face Slab. But that's really, really too much of a mouthful. So I promise you will have a link to Families and Children Experiencing Success Faces Lab on the website. So if right. you want more from Dr. Chaco, that's, that's the best place to go find out more and see some of the facts. Yes, and, I'm ha- and I thank you for that, Elaine. And I'm very happy to field questions from parents. You know, parenting is a we're a community all trying to figure it out and there are different ways of going about doing it. And, uh, and uh, you know, I I've, have I've learned a lot from parents who have contacted me about the, the successes and challenges they've experienced or are experiencing right now with their kids. So I am uh, more than happy to field questions that may come up. Brilliant. Thank you. So we have a couple minutes left. You know, what are, as we sort of bottom line or recap or, or sort of, how would you summarize what we're talking about or, or help parents take it to the next level? What, what would be a takeaway you want people to leave here with? Well, you know, work together as a family and think about what it is. You know, f- families are not one individual. They're not mm-hmm. a parent or parents or a child or children. It's it's the whole family unit. And working together as a family, thinking about sort of keeping the end in mind, you know, where are we headed to as a family? It really helps frame discussions about what we do as a family to get there. And, you know, there's a lot of different resources in terms of all the evidence-based parenting interventions to help with compliance and all that. You'll, as I mentioned, you'll find plenty of places uh, where you can get really good information about that. But, you know, those are important, but there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger world there. And um, the ultimate goal is not today or tomorrow, but it's really years down the line. And I know that's a that's really hard to put your arms around, but that's the most important thing is, you know, when this is all said and done, you know, at the end of it, we want our kids to say certain things about uh, who we were as parents and who we were as families. And uh, that starts by sort of thinking about where you actually want to be and what you want that to actually look like and then working towards that goal. And there's so mm-hmm. many different ways of getting there once you decide what that's going to look like. Well, I'm struck by, by how often I have parents that call me up and say, but I only have X number of years left. I only have three years left. I only have eight years left. As if somehow the relationship ends at 18, right? Right. And right. you know, that's, that's so much a part of what we're trying to help parents see is that really at the end of the day, it's all about the relationship. It's about the connection. It's about that value that you have, the reason you, most of us, we chose to become parents in whatever way we did that in the first place. And honoring right. that long-term relationship in, in launching this child into adulthood rather than just, as you say, looking at those immediate needs. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Awesome. 
So, Danielle Chaco, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate your time and, and the incredible work you're doing. The research you're doing is so powerfully important for families. Well, thank you very much, Elaine. I really appreciate the time as well. It's a pleasure. And, and I just want to thank you all who are listening for your time and your commitment to yourselves and to your families and for being here. Remind you that there are many, many resources related to all these issues we've talked about today on impactadhd.com because really everything we do at Impact is about helping parents, training parents, coaching parents to, to address exactly what Dr. Chaka is saying, which is to treat the whole child and look at the big picture, taking the marathon view and raising kids with ADHD and related complex issues. So check out resources on impactadhd.com and tune in for the next interview soon and we will talk to you all soon. Thanks everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.